mic is hot and the game is on. You're listening to News for the Nation podcast by Aces Nation, where we talk about nutrition, sports performance, the journey of a student athlete, and more. I'm Claire. I'm Zach. Time Time to to level level up. Welcome back, sports fans. Today, we are talking about balling on a budget, as you can tell from the title. Okay, Claire's back, so that's great. Um, it's not just me talking about random things all the time and uh, getting into sports matters, but I do want to give an update um, based on the last podcast uh, where I was, you know, going solo. I do not have any more information about why the thunder noises happen when the mister turns on for the produce aisle. I did speak to an employee at Publix. However, Unfortunately, the employee had just started there that week, so he was unable to give me the real answer as to why it comes on. After I posed said question to this employee, he also was very curious as to why it comes on and potentially as to why no one had ever asked him that or he had never thought to ask that in the first place. So groundbreaking stuff over here, but no I, updates as of yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so let's get into the, the matter of the day, balling on a budget. You know, sometimes there's this misconception that you have to have a lot of money or it's very uh, expensive to eat healthy and to, you know, eat really well towards your goals and uh, to improve your health. But I'll tell you what, we got Claire Igo in the building to tell you otherwise. Yep. Claire, hit us with the truth. We're rehinging this podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of misconceptions about eating healthy. And I I think one of the main things that people struggle with is eating healthy as the school season or as school starts back up. Or I think sometimes in terms we think about it of kids going off to college and, you know, having to learn how to feed themselves and do so in a way that's, you know, going to keep their health in mind. And then obviously if they're athletes, keep their performance in mind as well. So Um, I have a grocery fuel guide in front of me, so I just want to go through some of the points on there and talk through some things that I've done that that make it helpful and some of the things that I talk to the athletes I work with about um, or their parents to make sure they're meeting their energy needs, meeting their macronutrient, micronutrient needs, but also keeping a budget in mind because I don't know if any of you have gone to the grocery store recently, but things are not cheap. (laughs) So... Um, hopefully that this will help, um, just kind of shed some light on that. And then, um, I'm sure Zach will touch on this at the end, but maybe talk about some applications on your phone that you can use to assist with budgeting and things like that. Um, so the first thing is always going to the grocery store with a list. So like before you even step foot into a grocery store, I always suggest having a plan of attack when you go in because otherwise it's a free for all and marketing will get the best of you. Um, 
we've all been there, right? Like, you know, yep. they they set up the store very strategically to, um, you know, if it's Publix, for example, that BOGO section in the front, that'll get you every time if oh, you're yeah. not on a mission. <laughs> um, so making a list. So how do you make a list that is going to help make you efficient and help you spend less time and money in the grocery store. The first thing you need to do is take inventory of what you already have. I, um, (laughs) funny anecdote. So my fiance, Danny's dad, he does the grocery shopping. And I remember, um, when we first started dating, I would go to their house and they, the freezer is literally was filled with like frozen meat Um, But he would buy like the same things in the grocery store every week. So it would just like pile up and pile up and pile up. And he would use the new stuff, but never use the old stuff. And I think um, him, Danny and his sister were like cleaning out the freezer one time. And there was meat in there from like three years ago. (laughs) So, yeah. So number one, take inventory. So, you know, it doesn't have to be like this par system. You can do that if maybe you have a big family, but you know, just just make a note of what you have, make a mental note or just write it down. Um, so you're not buying two, three, four of the same thing that you already have, um, unless maybe it's on sale, which we could talk about later. Um, so taking inventory, especially for things in your fridge, because those obviously will go bad faster. And if you're not using what you already have and you're buying, you know, like three cartons of eggs, you want to make sure that you you have enough that you're going to use them and we're not wasting things to save money. Um, my second tip in making a list and going to the store before you even step foot into the store is eat before you go. <laughs> um, how many times have you gone to the grocery store hungry and everything looks delicious? So we're buying literally everything. Um, I've done that before. I'm like, I need 17 different snacks because those all sound amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah it's a know. double whammy, especially with the BOGOs in the front and mm-hmm. you're hungry. Yeah. And a lot of the BOGOs, like there are some things that I'll buy, um, but most of those things I, I don't eat because maybe it's just like snacks I don't really like or I, brands I don't typically buy. And um, if you're hungry, you're like, oh, it's on sale. Let me just buy this. And then later on, you regret it. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm the type of person I hate wasting food. It is like one of a huge pet peeve of mine is when people waste food. And if I have to waste food or if I find myself wasting it. So if I buy it, I'm eating it. And I, you know, going to the store hungry, just you don't need to do it. Um, last thing, again, before you step into the grocery store. So you've made your list. You're you fueled your body. You're not hungry is create a plan. So again, being strategic with your list. So maybe um, making categories and putting things into categories so that you're not, you know, running around the store four separate times. You're in each section when you need to be, but not any longer. So I've done that with a paper list. And then now I use an app on my phone called AnyList. And it's been super helpful. Um, This is not sponsored. This is just an app that I use and is helpful. Um, You can add lists for different stores. You can add people to your list. So like if you live with roommates or your spouse or your family, um, 
they can contribute to the list too. So instead of saying, hey, we need this, you say, put it on the list instead of putting the burden on you. Um, and yep. that you can separate by categories. So you have meat, produce, dairy, you know, however your grocery store is set up, you can categorize the things. Um, and it just makes it so much more convenient and efficient. When you walk into the store, you have a plan, you know, maybe your list is by how your grocery store is laid out. So when you walk in, like whatever you need in this section, this section, this section or aisle, um, you can hit those. And then by the time you get to the cash register, you've gotten everything that you need. Um, so all of those things need to happen before you get to the grocery store. Um, now we're balling on a budget. We're at the grocery store. Go in with a budget. Um, I think oftentimes we just go to the grocery store and get everything that we need instead of the other way around and saying, this is how much I can spend, what can fit into that budget. Now, obviously, some of that will probably have to happen before. Um, you don't necessarily need to um, you know, sit down and look at the price up of every single thing before you go to the grocery store. But having like a range of number in mind can be helpful and maybe just keep like a running tally on your phone calculator when you're there. If that's, you know, if you're, but if the budget is something that you strongly feel like you need to stick to, or is something that you're not comfortable going over, that can be helpful um, just to keep tally of things versus throwing things in your cart and then getting halfway through at the checkout line and being like, well, crap, I can't afford any of this other stuff. I'll just take what you've run up so far. Um, so that's, I guess you could say, before you get to the store and when you're at the store. Um, when it comes to the actual food, buying produce in season is typically a lot cheaper. Um, and this is something that I think a lot of people overlook. I think they just buy whatever produce they like or find recipes and then buy the produce that's in the recipes. Um, but finding things that are, that are in season are typically is, is typically going to be more efficient and you'll get more bang for your buck. Um, and they'll probably taste better because they're in season and that's what's meant to be fresh at that time. Um, you can look that up literally, you could just Google it before you go, like what is in season now in Florida? And it'll tell you fruits and vegetables, what's in season, um, obviously you can go a step further and you can pick things on that list that are on sale at the store. Um, but buying in season is a small way to, to make a little bit of a, a difference in the grocery store. Um, check the freezer section. That's another, or, um, the canned section. So again, when we're looking at produce, oftentimes, People opt for fresh. I like fresh too, but when you think about the shelf life of fresh fresh fruits and vegetables, oftentimes it's not very long. So again, if you're balling on a budget and you're trying to stretch these things out, frozen and canned may be more bang for your buck in the short term, or maybe picking like, I really, really like this fruit and this vegetable fresh, get those fresh and then opt the re for the rest to be frozen and or canned just to save a little money. Um, and then the last thing at the grocery store is checking the unit price. Um, oftentimes we just look at the price price, um, on the shelf or on the back of the label or wherever it is. Um, but unit prices are a really good tool to compare two similar items to determine 
what could fit your budget better based on the amount or or how large it is. Um, so you, if you look on the shelves, it'll typically be very, very small. Um, but it's usually under like they have the main price and then it's maybe in like one of the corners, the left or the right bottom corner. And it'll say the price like per ounce. So for example, like maybe I have a sticker here and there's two different ketchups and one is $289, but the unit price is $649 per ounce. And then one is $209, but it's $597 cents per ounce or dollars per ounce or whatever cents per ounce. Um, so again, maybe it's the reverse where there's like a really big difference. Maybe there's a really small difference. So if there's a really small difference, you could probably get away with picking based on preference or based on taste um, and not have to pay too much attention to the overall price or the unit price. Um, Yeah. So that's my list of things. Um, I think the main ones that I would focus on are checking the unit price because I don't think people do that. And then um, just going in with a plan. Um, I think that's something that's often also overlooked as well. So those are my suggestions. Um, Any that, any that stood out to you? No, I mean, those are all things that I also think about all the time. Like, do I know what I'm buying? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Am I really, really hungry or am I in a good place to like go? Because I think about that too all the time. Like if I I know that I've gone in hungry and then bought at least five or six things that I didn't actually need to buy, but you know, my brain was like, oh, this is good. It's not very expensive or like, man, this would be great right now type of thing. So yeah, I think it's great to have a plan, be prepared in, in a multi uh, a multitude of ways, I guess, when you go in, like know how much money, like you said. I, I never think it's wrong to, uh, like if you get through the thing, to call the person over or call, you know, whoever's helping or if you're going through a line with the cashier, say, hey, can you take that off? Mm-hmm. I never think it's wrong to do that, right? Like know. other people, other people behind you probably like, oh, this guy, you know, or like, you know, hurry up. But like, they don't care about your money. They they don't care about whether or not you overpay for something, you know, or, or whether or not you fit inside your budget. They don't care about you. So you do what you need to do within your budget. You know, if that's asking if you can take something off, do it, you know, make it fit. Yeah. And that's not that um, they just have to avoid it. Like it's, they can do it in four seconds. So yeah, if that's something that is going to make or break the bank for you, especially if it's something that you don't absolutely need, maybe that was one of the items that you were like, if it fits, I'll buy it, I'll keep it. But if not, I don't really need it. Then yeah, exactly. Just, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Stay within your budget. Yeah. For me, that would be a parentheses item. Mm-hmm. I like, so I've got the the list of everything, like it's, it's there, but if, if I got something in parentheses, that's like a, okay, if it fits in the budget or if it's like, you know, I, I'm getting a really, really good deal on it or something, then yeah, I'll do it. But I also look at the, uh, price per ounce as well. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that's huge. You gotta, that's like bang for your buck. You gotta know what your, you know, how well your dollar is traveling with this product. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, but our listeners don't really know, maybe like there are other steps that I take as well. Like I am checking at least 
three couponing apps before I go, trying to make sure that I'm getting the best deal, trying to check what's on sale. Is there anything BOGO that I could get uh, like a rebate on for one of these couponing apps? So I'm definitely checking on a lot of, a lot of other things. So my preparedness may be at a different level than everyone else. And that's fine. Uh, that's just kind of what I like to do for, you know, for our family and just, I don't know. I just think it's kind of fun <laughs> to find good deals and get money back. But uh, yeah. 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 I, I think that's good too. And it doesn't, because it's an app, it doesn't take too much time. Like um, before that, you know, you would see like people, what was that show? Extreme couponers. People would be like clipping coupons, mm. and putting them in books and bring their books. Was yeah. that you? Uh, no, because like, well, I mean, technically, yeah, it is me. Cause I do it on my phone for a, a long, for a while. Like yeah. I, I literally take, I take at least 30 minutes because I'm cross-referencing different apps to make sure that I can combine a coupon if it's there to be possible, you know, but also just trying to see based on our list, you know, what do I know is going to be the most cost effective for us, right? Like sometimes I've got a, I've got a digital coupon for something, but it's cheaper for me to just buy something else, you know, like, sure. I would get, I would get, if I'm, you know, I don't know, paying two dollars, uh, paying five dollars for something, and there's a two dollar back coupon. But I could buy a different brand for two fifty and save fifty cents yeah. and the hassle. I'm just doing that, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, it's a little more complex situation when I go grocery shopping, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, well, I think that's important too. You enjoy it. It's not a hassle. It's not something that you know you have to do. But I mean, if it is something that you have to do. Uh, the apps definitely make it easier and it there there are times maybe specific weeks or whenever where it could make a huge difference like you could get a significant amount of money saved or right. back in rewards um so if you need advice on that definitely hit Zach up he's cracked the code yeah well maybe at the end I'll just list off some some apps that maybe you should look into if yeah. if we haven't already done that on an episode but yeah yeah. So. <laughs> worth a worth a refresh. Um, there's something else that came to mind. Um, like what you were talking about coupons. Obviously, looking for sales in the store is is great. There are um, I you probably might have more knowledge on this than I do, but are there specific days that you know of that say when do sales typically transition to like a different day? Do you know? Um, so Publix usually comes out with a new week of deals on Thursdays. Like mm-hmm. I, I know that for a fact, yeah. like Thursday will start a new, like new products will be on BOGO and stuff like that. And so that's Thursday for them. One of the apps that I use Wednesday is when they release new things. Like I've looked this stuff up. I've Googled yeah, this stuff. Like when, when do the new things come out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, finding that stuff out, uh, is important too. If, if you're mm-hmm. looking at, I've done this where a situation where Thursday is coming around, but I know that I need to go purchase something before that I'll go on like Wednesday night or something. Yeah. <laughs> just so I can get that deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to mention is I think I briefly said like with the unit pricing that if it's close or if there's not a huge difference, you can kind of go on like preference or whatever. Um, But paying attention to, how much you're buying like name brand stuff versus store brand stuff because 
I think especially when when um you're leaving your parents' house or the house that you grew up in and you're going off on your own, a lot of those like buying tendencies tend to follow you and, and they kind of just stick with you and you just buy what's familiar. Um, so I'll give an example. I grew up in a household where we used one ply toilet paper. Um, it's just how it's just what it was. And then when I got a Costco membership, I think there was one time they only had like Charmin Ultra Soft and it is not one ply. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> where has this been all my life? Um, so that's all I right. buy. Now. Um, so number one, I think it's important to look at those because if you're buying all name brand stuff and you could save a lot of money um, within your budget, if the if that's constantly putting you over budget, over budget, over budget, that's the first, not the first, but that's one thing that you can look at to probably save some money. Um, but also, um, I think it's just important to experiment and see because there are definitely things that you can do to um strategically pair like name brand stuff or organic stuff with non-organic and um store brand stuff to where you're still staying in budget but those things that you really really like or those things that you have like a strong preference on you prioritize those and then we can fit the other things kind of kind of in our budget so for example if you just really like a specific brand of tomato sauce and you prefer your blueberries to be organic and neither of those things are on sale okay like just maybe kind of tally those in your running calculator first or um just account for those things first and then maybe look at some other things that are definitely on your list that maybe you typically buy organic or you typically buy name brand and switch those to like store brand and conventional for that week or when you need to buy those things that you have like very strong preferences on. Um, that's another way that you can kind of, again, make sure you're getting things that you like, but also sticking to your budget instead of just like throwing caution to the wind and going off the rails. <laughs> hey, you make a good point here. And this is something... I just thought of, so obviously we just talked about it that I use apps, but I wish that maybe, they, maybe somebody does it already, but I wish, first of all, I wish that Publix would put their prices of the products on the app for every single thing. They don't do it for everything, but they have started doing it. Secondly, I wish that an app would allow you to create a list of those items, mm -hmm. right? And tell and tell you what the total is going to be without yeah. tax, right? Because I mean, who knows where you are or, or what the taxes yeah. may be at the time, right? So I, I wish that would happen, mm -hmm. where you could create your list ahead of time and know, okay, this is probably going to be my total, right? Within, you know, a certain amount of dollars for tax, right? Wouldn't that, that be nice? That would be nice without having to do that by yourself. I wonder. I haven't played around with it enough, but. I have, I have the Sprouts app and I wonder if it does that. I'll have to play around with it, but that would be nice. And if, if anybody knows of a, an app or a grocery store that does it, that would be nice because yeah. you don't have to do it by hand. I think the, the only thing that I found that is somewhat helpful is just keeping a run, like I said, a running tally on your phone calculator when you're there. Yeah. 
But sometimes you forget. If you're not used to it, you just throw stuff in your cart and you're like, crap, I just put seven things in there and I didn't write any of the prices down. Right. And another thing with the the writing calculator, I've done it before and that happens, what you just mentioned. But also sometimes you're like, did I hit the plus button or not? And then you're like, ah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put a number in there and then it just cancels everything you just did. Yeah. Yeah. Not ideal. Yeah. So like, no, no, but whatever, you know, whatever it takes. But that's why I wish like uh, a company would hey, just on the list. Like maybe we could do it. I know. I know. Maybe I'll pitch it to to Publix, the Publix yeah. app people uh, or or Kroger, you know, whatever. But uh, or Sprouty. I, I will say that. Fi- yeah. Yeah. Whoever, whoever has an app out there, you know, where they're putting their products and their prices on. Yeah. Uh, I think having f- for like these days. Sure, you can get the printed like sales ad that if you want to, right? But I think having uh having that app where it's actually uh you're actually aware of the things that are happening yeah. within your local stores. I think that's important. The Sprouts app does that. Right, right. I mean, like there's a lot of ones, but like having your local or your go-to grocery stores app or or staying within their mailing cycle of uh, pamphlets or brochures, whatever they call those things. But like having that information, I think is also kind of key to your preparedness leading up to. Can I clarify? They have the list and the total, the running total. Strauss does. It also has how much you're saving. Man, that's awesome. I can yeah, that is awesome. Wowie, wow. I didn't even you can add notes. Holy moly, I'm gonna and it gives you the grocery aisle too. Oh no, it just says it's in Heck. the grocery aisle. Never mind, it doesn't do that. But it says like it doesn't matter, it does so much. An aisle. Wow. Oh, learned something new today. That's awesome. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, uh, everybody go shop at Sprouts. Not sponsored. <laughs> Just kidding. I do love Sprouts though, but um, Publix better step up their game. Um, right. But yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. But yes, I do. I do agree with everything you just said too. Right. Right. Uh, just to quickly flip it over to the you know performance side of things uh, for balling on a budget here. Uh, most of the time, you know, that equipment is expensive. Um, gym memberships these days are not expensive, though. It's really about picking where you want to go, uh, mm-hmm. what kind of crowd you want to uh, fight equipment for, uh, if that's your thing, or if you're looking to go uh, with your own, like, home gym mm-hmm. uh, type of thing. I, I think almost the same a similar scenario just do your research beforehand right Mm -hmm. uh if you're gonna go to a gym i would say go try to sign up or whatever at the time that you would normally go work out that way you're gonna see what is the typical crowd like on this day right Mm -hmm. so normally it's busy before work and after work i mean that's just typically how it is like so before nine uh, after five it's really busy um, so if you're like in one of those situations, just be prepared for that. Or maybe you go to a, a little more exclusive place, but obviously it's going to cost a little more money to do that. So I would do your, 
your research on the front end as well on this side of things, even for equipment, you got to know what you want, uh, what your goals are going to be, because things can be achieved in different ways with no equipment, minimal equipment, or, you know, something super specialized or at least specific to what you want to do. Um, so just have a plan, uh, know everything you, you want to know what you want to spend and know what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's really important for you to have a sauna at your gym, okay, that probably comes with a little more money, right? If you want to work out at home, but you really want to focus on building strength and working like large muscle groups, okay, you're going to need more equipment for that. And it's probably going to cost you more money. Mm-hmm. If you want to increase your range of motion, maybe work on some hypertrophy, maybe a little bit of like, uh, let's say power or like speed work or something like that, you probably don't need a ton of stuff. You could probably get away with just having dumbbells and those are going to be a little cheaper. Maybe you look into getting adjustable dumbbells so it doesn't take up as much space. Who knows? You know, I, I think again, doing your research on the front end and then once you, once you make the decision, you know, go all in, do, you know, use it, everything to the max, just like you're looking at uh price per ounce I would also think about how much, like how many exercises can I do with this piece of equipment? Like how much can I actually get done? And is there something else where I can get more done for, you know, the same amount of money or less money, you know, so be it. So we're talking the same concepts for grocery shopping and equipment shopping. Mm -hmm. So, so really just kind of have those things in mind of, Again, man, I said this. I think this is my third time, fourth time saying this. Third time is No, no. You're right. Know what your budget is. Know what you want out of it and figure out how you can get the most bang for your buck with the equipment that you're going to purchase or the gym membership that you're going to purchase as well, right? I think for gyms, I would also take into account traffic times Mm -hmm. and how far away it is from your house. Right. And again, go check it out. Because it may be really busy, it might be kind of far, and the traffic might be bad. I don't know if it's worth your money. Could be. Who knows? You know? So. But at that point. Uh, other than that. Time is money. If you have space in your home to to make a home gym, and for whatever right. reason, there's nothing close to you, and it's always crowded at the times you can go, it might be worth it, or it might make more sense to invest in the equipment and just save that time and do it at your house. I agree. And if you're in a pinch and you don't have all the money right then, just do body weight stuff for a while. Save your money. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like pay yourself a gym membership or something or, or pay yourself uh, some of the money that it costs while you're just, you know, mm-hmm. doing your body weight stuff. There's, there's a lot of things you can do without equipment or with things like places in your uh, where you are. Yeah. Uh, um, like for instance, I'll, I'll give two examples here. One example was uh, before we moved to Georgia, I worked out with the equipment we had in our backyard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a old cement like post that was in our backyard, but the post wasn't in there. It was just the cement left under the ground. I dug it up. It became a place for me to put my shoulders on for. Uh, hip thrust. I did a single arm dumbbell bench off of that thing in a bridge position. I did step ups on it, uh, able to do a lot of different things with it. And then we had a tree that had some pretty even handles 
or, or I shouldn't say handles. They were actual like branches. branches coming out of this. Yeah. But they were handles for me. And so I was able to do pull-ups on that. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I found a way to, to make it all work with whatever minimal equipment we have. And then another thing that I'll mention, another example is in Tampa, Tampa, Florida, on this street called Bayshore, right? They've got uh, pieces of equipment mm-hmm. strategically placed all along this little walking, biking, uh, running, rollerblading, uh, whatever fitness uh, path that's right next to the water. It's a beautiful thing. So they've got different pieces of equipment and they even have guides as to how to use the equipment. I think they even have like sets and rep recommendations on these things. But anyways... You could find a place in your community that might have stuff like that. Jungle gyms, you know, even though they're not specifically set up for stuff like that, you can still make it happen, you know, on pieces of equipment. Just be aware if it's hot, the equipment may be hot. If it's cold, the equipment may be cold. If it's raining, the equipment may be slippery. (laughs) So just be aware of the weather conditions if it's an outside thing. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Well, number one, uh, that came immediately to my head. Um, and I was like, I hope he mentions that. So I'm glad you did. Um, but now that I think about it, one, there's a park near my house that has that too, my house in Tampa. And then I remember as a kid growing up in Maryland, there were multiple parks that had trails like through the woods and they had equipment like that, like whether it be a pull-up bars or, you know, just random things like on this path, like the fitness trail or whatever they call it. Um, And it just was a thing. It was there. I never really thought too much about it. But if you if you can't afford a gym membership, like that's a great way to add in some resistance training to walk that you're doing. Like you can kind of combine those two together or just, you know, have a free place to, to do that and not have to spend a ton of money on a gym if you can't find it in the budget right now cool right i like this that's good stuff i mean yeah they've got them everywhere uh and even like you said if if you can't afford that gym membership it's a great place to go be outdoors Mm -hmm. uh people from your community are going to be there you know so i don't know you might you might make a new friend or something and then there's always the if it's really bad storming or just really cold you know snow ice or whatever you you got to make do indoors at that point, you know, kind of like the, if you're saving to buy your own equipment, whatever. Right. So yeah, it's great that communities are really starting to put health into perspective and put it on the forefront and and build places like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And even if you have to do a workout at home, I think with the internet these days and stuff, obviously if it's not like a program, but there are a lot of trainers and, um, strength conditioning coaches or certified personal trainers on YouTube that have like videos or even like programs like in video format that if you're really like, I just need something in the interim for free, those can be good resources too. Yeah. COVID made strength coaches really good at using household equipment for exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Or body weight. So yeah, for sure. We ball on a budget. That's right. All right. Um, let me give you the closing um, information here because I did want to revisit the apps and just mention them off the top. So probably the the app that I would use the most 
on the forefront would be my local grocery store app because it's going to have what's on sale for that particular place. And the one that I use the most, that I've used the most is the Publix app because it tells me where things are, what's on sale, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, here's a, a little pro tip. If you're like a Publix uh, club member or whatever, you just sign up for it. You don't pay for it. But if you signed up for it in the app, sometimes if you look around, there are actually things that you can get for free. Mm-hmm. And you just clip that coupon, you go check out, and you actually got that thing for free. Anyways, so my local uh, grocery store place is one that I would use because I also use the Walmart app or the Kroger app if I'm at one of those stores and I need to look for something or just see what's on sale for the week to decide where I'm going to go. My second most used app is Ibotta because it gives you rebates on things that you would normally buy. Um, And and it's a a great thing to go look at. It's digital couponing at its best. I, I use it the most out of the couponing apps in particular. The third app I would say is coupons.com. That app, I actually use that one not as much as I bought it, but I use it a little bit because I've got some things on there that, that I buy from time to time. Uh, and then the last one that I'll mention is Fetch. Now, Fetch doesn't necessarily give you any rebates, but it allows you to scan any receipt and get points for it. Those points at a certain uh, at certain milestones can turn into cashback rewards in the form of gift cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, those can, I, most of the time those are like digital. They can send you like a visa rewards card. I wouldn't suggest that because they're going to charge you $3 off of your earnings just to send it to you. So go with a store or go with like Amazon gift card or something like that. Go with something else. I wouldn't suggest the visa because it costs money out of your earnings to get it. Uh, but yeah, those are the three that I would I would suggest. Um, again, your local grocery store, whatever that is, uh, and then on top of that, the the three actual couponing apps: Ibotta, Coupons.com, and Fetch. Yeah, those are I, why I use those regularly. But I was going to say I will add one to that. Um, I Ooh. use it because it just has a lot of the brands that I opt for and I really like, and it's called Maryfield. Um, yep. so that's a good one too. It is very brand specific. So just if you're curious as to what those are, it's also free. So you can just sign up and, and browse around. And if you're like, I don't buy any of these brands, great, whatever, you don't have to use it, but I like it because I use a lot of those brands. Yeah. I, you'd be surprised that of uh, brands that are on there that you might already be using because I went and looked at it um, after Claire and I had a conversation and I probably buy about maybe four brands that are on there as well. So it's definitely worth taking a look into um, if you, if you're looking to save money. I mean, if, if you're like me and you're trying to, you know, wheel and deal every grocery trip, I mean, it's, it's worth looking into for sure. Yeah. All in on a budget. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe if you found this helpful. Um, Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, or X, whatever you want to call it. X. I I get confused. But we're on all of those things. Um, Either Aces Nation Org, Aces Nation One, Aces Nation something. You'll find us. Type in Aces Nation and look for our logo. Yeah. (laughs) 
but yeah, that's all we have for you today. So hope you enjoyed it. We can't wait for you to come back and listen to the next episode. So we will catch you on the next one. See ya.